Hello, this is Spencer, and this is Next Exit, episode 11. And today's career switcher is Kim Knipe, who started her career as a marketing and technical project manager, but then decided to become a nutritionist. Kim, thanks for joining me today. You bet, Spencer. Thanks for having me. Why don't we start with you giving me your your quick elevator pitch? So you meet somebody at a uh, you know at a cocktail party or something like that. What do you tell them about yourself? Uh, let's see. Um, I grew up outside of Scranton. Um, went to high school there. Went to college in Central PA, I, aka you know nowhere, Pennsylvania. Um, okay. <laughs> and then moved down to the suburban Philadelphia area after college, and I've been here ever since. So when you got out of college, uh, what was your, your career plan at that point in time? Wow, I am so far away from that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me, let's see. When I was in high school, I was fascinated, believe it or not, by labor unions Um and I thought I was going to be a labor relations specialist and I was going to help the little people. And um, it was it was all very idealistic and wonderful. So uh, when I went to college, I was a business major with the full intention that I come out doing human resources. Gotcha. And labor relations. You know, it's um, sorry. Yeah, no, no, it's fine. And then um, I graduated without a job. And I had these great friends from college who uh, were very entrepreneurial and started a con- like computer consulting business. And the kind of work that they were doing was, you know, they were selling this um, brand new technology and what they wanted me to do. Well, I went to a party, basically. So I always <laughs> told people <laughs> for the longest time afterward, stop sending your resume out and just go to more parties. Um I went to a party with these guys and, you know, they were telling me what they needed, that they, you know, they were selling this technology and what they really needed was somebody to go into this company and learn what their production people did so that they could automate it. I'm like, hey, I don't have a job. I could do that for a couple of months. (laughs) So I packed up my Chevy Chevette and came (laughs) to my friend's apartment and he's like, yeah, you know, I'm in New York all the time. Stay at my apartment and you can go and do this little consulting gig for us. It turned out that the company didn't want a consultant coming in to learn all about what their production people did. So they said, instead, how about if we offer you a job and you work for us instead of for the consultants? And I'm like, um, okay. So all of a sudden I'm not in human resources. I get this job as, I don't even remember what they called it. It was like some sort of like production specialist type thing. I guess I just sort of went on from there. You know, as you will, you just fall into something because you need a job and you kind of forget what you where you originally, you know, what your path was originally supposed to be. Yeah, I I it your your uh situation kind of sounds a lot like me. Like when I got out of uh, when I got out of college, um the job market wasn't great. Uh and so like if somebody were to ask me like what my plan was, it probably would have been to say to get a job. <laughs> and, and, um, you know, I had a, uh, you know, same thing. I had a marketing degree and, um, and it, it, like, I didn't really have that defined of a, a plan. And so you kind of fell into things. And, right. and so after, so how long did you do that, um, uh, uh that position? How long well, were you in that position? That particular thing was basically project-based. 
So once the, um, the software was up and running, then, well, I didn't have to do that anymore. So then I stayed at that same company, but I sort of fell into other types of um, situations in there, all basically managing this automated software. I parlayed that into a um, technical writer position because guess what? That's what I had done. Um, during part of that. So I went from, you know, intending to be in HR to like basically software design without writing any of it because I didn't, I wasn't a coder. I was basically just helping them to figure out how to design it to testing it to documenting it. Okay. And that was definitely not the path I was intending to go down. Okay. So you got laid off. I did. I did. So after six years at that company, which I basically feel wow. was like college redux, you know, because there are a lot of young people. We all went and played softball together. We went parties together. We went out together. A couple of them, you know, coupled up. Um, so for six years, I met this like college part two job. And then all of a sudden they got, you know, with this huge layoff, it was like 10% of the company. And I was like, wow, holy cow. I had basically just moved into a house, my boyfriend at the time, my husband now, and I bought a house and then we got, and then I got laid off. So, um, yeah, that was, that was a, a rude awakening into the corporate life. Gotcha. And so what was the, how long were you laid off before you found your next position? Probably a, at least six months, I think, before I got my next full-time gig. Okay. Gotcha. What was your first full-fledged like marketing role? Um, I was the marketing, uh, coordinator for, um, and again, it's more like software stuff. It was a software testing company, um, national software testing labs. It's sort of like, the, it's okay. sort of like consumer products, like consumer labs like that, you know, kind okay. of a thing. Um, and, um, I worked there for a couple of years. It was very interesting dynamic there because you had, um, some really geeky technical people and then some, you know, like corporate guys. <laughs> and it, it was, uh, again, not a big company, but while I was there and I was probably only there for a couple of years, maybe two years while I was there, I think we, we got bought out twice. <laughs> gotcha. And so at some point also you, I mean, you, well, you have a lot of technical in your, in your background. You also, um, uh, did some yeah. project management work. Yeah, actually, um, that was interesting because, um, I went from there to another, um, marketing job. I went and worked for, um, God, do you remember the Commodore computers? Yeah. That was Intel, intelligent electronics, um, started those or was distributing those, I think. And I worked for a spinoff of, of intelligent electronics for a while. Again, like in, um, product marketing, and uh, marketing communications, and that company um, was really it was really exciting stuff because they were starting to spin off, and um, there was a, a public offering, and I was part of that, and it was all very exciting. Except I think you were talking with one of your other um, your other interviewees how the you know the bubble was bursting. Yeah, and we we all saw the mar the writing on the wall. Everybody in that company was looking for a new job, like we would be sitting at our cubicles just searching for new jobs. Um, so when I hightailed it out of there, I said, I don't want to do marketing anymore. 
that's enough of that. This was horrible experience. Uh, not because of the job, but just because of the company and what had happened with the public offering and all of that. So I said, you know, what? let me go back to my technical roots. It might be fun to go and do that for a while again, which is where I met you at um, Automated Catalog Services. Right. And and that was really interesting work, you know, because, again, you have all these different kinds of people all coming together um, to make one product. And at the time, like these were people that would work for 24, 36 hours at a time to get stuff out the door. Um, and I always said that my job was all the um, all of the responsibility with none of the authority. <laughs> <laughs> like, why is this product out the door? I don't know. I can't get people to do what they need to do. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, I remember uh you were describing your your first job as kind of like college yes uh, on part two and um uh and even though i started i i think i was like maybe 26 when i uh started at that company um 25 26 i, I that was my college part two also <laughs> like yes. I, I mean that was i mean everybody was except for the leadership um but everybody was pretty young uh, and yeah, you go drinking together, play yep. softball, all that stuff. Yeah. So at some point though, like, um, you, you, you kind of, you had some sort of an epiphany or something like that where you didn't want to do marketing project management anymore. Yes. That um, actually fast forward from there. Mm -hmm. Um, cause you, as you know, I don't know if you've talked about that in, um, previous interviews, but that company, um, well, we got bought out again, um, at automated catalog services got bought out by right. Sterling commerce. And when we did, then I moved from project management back into marketing. Cause I thought, Oh, big company, that'll be exciting. Um, and in the course of that time, I got pregnant. I was married now and, and I was expecting my first child. And while I was out on maternity leave, I was laid off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was really cool. The um, the phone call from my manager and the HR person was, "Congratulations on the baby, you're laid off." Uh, on the on the positive side, since they knew that that was probably really slimy and that I probably could have you know taken them to court or whatever. Um, they were really nice to me. Like they gave me extra, they like gave me extra vacation time. And, um, yeah. So uh, it, it, in all fairness, I probably made out in the deal. So you were, so you were laid off. That was laid um, off number two. Okay. Right. Um, so yeah, the first time there was like, you know, 10% of the company gets laid off. This time the company is literally shutting down. And I was like the first wave of, of that. Um, and I had this other friend from college, the same company, basically, that I was um, consulting for in the very beginning of my career when I first graduated college. Um, one of them, one of not one of the owners, but one of the guys also from our college experience was working for them at the time. And him and his wife were good friends of mine, and they called to congratulate me on the baby. And... I said, yeah, it was, you know, thank you so much. I was just laid off. And he said, <laughs> <laughs> his words were, that's great. 
And I said, excuse me, did you hear what I said? (laughs) He's like, yeah, no, 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 sorry. I didn't mean it's great that you were laid off. I just mean, well, it's great that you were laid off. Do you want to come work for us? And I said, okay. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have that kind of Uh, It was crazy. It was crazy because it was, um, you know, I was trying to negotiate a part-time gig at Sterling Commerce before I was laid off. Um, and I think they were going to allow me to do like 30 hours a week. So, um, what happened with this, you know, tiny little software company, um, wanted some marketing because they don't want to keep doing it themselves. They're these like, you know, computer engineers trying to market themselves. And they said, well, we can't really afford a full-time marketing person, but if you want to do part-time, we need somebody part-time. It was it really was like the angels were singing and the heavens opened. Um, so that's what I did. I, I worked part-time for them for another six years. Wow. Yeah. You know, had two babies and um, it was probably the best situation I possibly could have had. Um, I don't know how I got so lucky. <laughs> that's that's awesome. So how did that end? Well, it was during this time that I realized I was really interested in nutrition. Um, Okay. Yeah, I was thinking about like getting a part-time job at Weight Watchers. I was looking into how I could learn more about it, like from the correspondence course. I actually looked into going back to college and thought it was just going to be a couple of classes. No, turns out it would be like another four years. And so I just sort of put that on hold. Um, and after I was working part-time for this small software company, um, they were having some big issues with, um, with money management, like their, their clients weren't paying them. Mm-hmm. So they had, you know, it, they were really struggling. And so me and the other person that was, uh, marketing, you know, basically the only two support people, cause they had customer service and they had coders, they couldn't really get rid of them. So they, they got rid of the two marketing people. Um, and I remember literally sitting in a room with three of my closest friends and they were, you know, these, these guys tearing up with papers in front of them. They're like, we are so sorry. (laughs) We're having a lot of money problems right now and we can't pay you anymore. And I looked at them and I just got the biggest smile on my face. (laughs) And they're like, "Uh, uh, uh, I'm not sure if you understand what we're telling you. (laughs) (laughs) And I said, you, you don't understand what's going on in my mind right now. What's happening right now in my mind is that the little oompa band is saying, uh, hello, the universe is trying to tell you something. Um, and all of the, you know, the research that I had done into like, well, maybe do I want to go back to school? You know, how serious am I about, you know, learning more about nutrition and doing this as a, a career? Well, as soon as they said that I no longer had a job there, I knew that I was supposed to do this, that I was, you know, meant to do it. Um, and then I needed to stop just, you know, thinking about it and get into action. All right. So at that point in time, you decide to um, to go to school. Yeah, that was an interesting conversation with my husband. I can imagine. 
Actually, uh, let's not imagine. Why don't you tell us how that was? <laughs> I I said, what would you think about me going back to school? And and my husband's like, uh, I mean, oh, yeah, sh- I mean, okay. You want to take a couple of classes? And I said, no, I mean, I think I want to go back to school and get a, a, another degree. And you have to understand that he and I were dating when I was getting my MBA. And I said I didn't want to get married until after my MBA was finished and completed. So he'd already done gone through that with me. And he just said, wait, you want to you want to do what now? <laughs> said, I want to get a degree in in nutrition. I, I want to be a dietitian. And God love him. He he didn't even tell me I was crazy. He looked at me like I was crazy, but he didn't actually say those words. So how old were your children at this point? That, yeah, that's a very good question. My youngest was not three yet. She was like two and a half. Okay. Um, I know she wasn't three yet because I couldn't put her in preschool yet. Um, and my my oldest was, I guess she was five, six. Yeah. She's three years older. Um, so she was in kindergarten. My oldest was in kindergarten. And I started by taking a couple of classes because this was like, I want to say December or January. So I got on the phone right away to see if I could get into a couple of classes. At this point, I still thought I was going to get my master's in nutrition. And I had looked into what I would need to do to get into the master's program in nutrition, because as you remember, I was a business major. I had absolutely zero science classes under my belt. I had no chemistry. I had minimal biology, just enough to get my, you know, gen eds. And so I would have to really buckle down and get like 10 or 12 undergraduate classes before I could even be accepted into a graduate program. Um, yeah, so I, I signed up right away for two nutrition classes at Westchester university and, um, got this thing going with one of my neighbors where I would watch her kids while she went to the gym and she would watch my kids, well, my youngest while I went to class and, you know, my oldest one was in kindergarten. Um, and that worked out for a little while until my youngest child kept running away from her. (laughs) And she's like, I'm really sorry. I love you. You're my friend. I love your daughter. I love your kids like they're my own, but she keeps running away from me. (laughs) And so I had to change classes from a daytime class to an evening class right in the middle of the semester. Gotcha. Thank God they allowed me to do it. Um, I don't know if I ever told my youngest that story. I'm going to have to remind myself to tell her that now. That's funny. Yeah. I, you know, I'm actually, as I'm listening to this, it's, it's, I wonder, I mean, do your, do your children even know like your career, like what it was prior um, to what you're doing now and like all the different changes that you've, you've had to go through? I don't really think so. I mean, I think we've talked about it briefly, Um, my oldest daughter is 20 and going into her junior year in college and she's actually doing a human resources internship this summer. And when I told her that originally that's what I wanted to do, 
She's like, really? You're kidding. I, I never knew that. Um, yeah. So, um, no, I don't think they really understand all that, that went into <laughs> this journey that I took. Um, so yeah, so I, um, long story short, I ended up not doing a master's program. I just continued and finished my undergrad in nutrition rather than getting a master's in nutrition, which turned out to be just fine because it was a lot cheaper to go to Westchester for my whole undergrad than to go to Immaculata, which is a private school for my master's. And when it comes right down to it, all you really need to have is a registered dietitian license and you could get the RD with an undergrad. You didn't need to have a master's. So that's how I got two undergrads. Um, and so, yeah. And, and the funny thing that my youngest daughter, who's now looking at colleges, decided that she couldn't possibly go to Westchester University for her college career because she went to preschool there. <laughs> they had this great on-site preschool for um, students and faculty right on the Westchester University campus. So once she turned three, I enrolled her there and, you know, we'd ride the bus together. I'd drop her off on the way to, you know, chemistry class or whatever. And um, so she grew up at, you know, at Westchester University while I was going to college there. So now, of course, she can't go to college the same place she went to preschool. Um, so I did, I, I actually took me three years to get my second, um, bachelor's in nutrition. So why don't you tell me about your first job as a nutritionist? Okay. So actually my, I volunteered while I was going to school in the diabetes and outpatient nutrition department at Chester County hospital. Um, and so then after I finished, I got my degree, they offered me a per diem job, which Anybody who's not in the medical field, it just means basically um, part-time temp. Um, so they would call me whenever they had something extra, you know, like, can you go to this company and, and talk about eating healthy lunches? Or can you go to this health fair and stand at a table for a couple of hours? So I did that while I was getting doing my internship. Um, what I didn't actually have a good understanding of while I was getting my degree in nutrition is that after you finish your degree, in order to get a registered dietitian's license, you have to do this year-long internship that you have to pay for, by the way. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it was essentially um, working for you know six months to a year um, and taking classes in order to get, you know, to finish your, to internship, to get your, um, to be able to sit for the RD exam. So while I was doing that, I was working per diem for Chester County Hospital. And essentially the whole time you're doing your internship, you're working. And so my first real job after I got my RD was to go back to the hospital that I did my internship at, which was Mercy Fitzgerald in Dar Upper Darby. Mm-hmm. They offered me a, um, a two day a week per diem job, um, in, you know, as inpatient dietitian after I finished. And what I realized from that first job, well, the whole time I was doing my internship in clinical dietetics and then actually doing it for a paycheck was that I really didn't like it. <laughs> oh, 
I know, I know, right? And I, I didn't want to admit it. I didn't want to admit that I didn't like it after all of that. Um, basically, what I didn't like was the um, inordinate amount of like, well, paperwork. It's not really paperwork. It's like, you know, entering in the, um, the, the notes on the charts and finding the charts and looking everything up and because, you know, it wasn't computerized at the time. It was actually oh, big, right. fat binders. And you'd have to chase down this big, fat binder that some, like, you know, medical resident has stacks of them on their cubicle. And, and you'd have to physically chase it down and fight with the residents to get the binder up so that you could write in it. Meanwhile, these are sick people. And they don't want to hear that they can't eat steak anymore. That that's it, it was really frustrating. Okay. Um, I mean, that's basically what an inpatient dietitian does. They go to these sick people in the hospital and try to teach them about, you know, how to take care of themselves when right. they leave the hospital and what to eat and what not to eat. And honestly, those people are sick. They don't want to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> they really just want to get better. So you've been. That was how long ago was that? That was, uh, I finished my internship in, I think it was 2009. Okay. Um, when I was working there. And so you've got, you've got, uh, eight or nine years on your belt. You're not doing the same type of job. No. I assume as you were, um, no, thank goodness. What, <laughs> what, what was it about being a nutritionist that made it a better fit for you than being a, uh, a marketing manager? Well, what I do now and what I thought I wanted to do um, at the time still holds. And that is that um, everybody eats. Um, and there's some really fascinating stuff that happens to your body depending on the foods that you eat. And I wanted to be able to make a difference. I wanted to be able to help people to live a, a healthier life. Um, the reason that I got to be interested in nutrition to begin with was that um, my brother had type 1 diabetes, which used to be called juvenile diabetes when he was a teenager, which is a disease that, you know, that you can manage with medication, but also with what you eat. Um, and then my... Um, my husband's father was diagnosed with type 2 diabetes, and it, it really, it was amazing because the person that he went to, the dietitian he went to, I don't think was a very kind person, and he didn't have a very good experience talking with this person, and I thought, holy crow, man, I could do that better. <laughs> um, and there was just so many people in my life that have had um, experiences with the kinds of uh, diseases, um, you know, whether it's just obesity or diabetes or heart disease, that I knew that there was something I could do. I wanted to be able to learn how it could help. Um, and I'm not sure if you've ever gotten this, you know, from anybody else, but, you know, it seems kind of idealistic, but like when you work in the corporate world, when you work with software, it's, does it really help the world? <laughs> Are you really helping anybody or are you just kind of like a, a cog in the wheel? I, you know what? Um, it is so funny that you, you bring this up. I literally last night was, um, I went to uh, go see a show with a friend of mine and uh, he's a teacher 
and he, you know he he is um i was you know we we're just going back and forth about things and um he was making a general comment about this same thing about uh and i and i said to him it's like yeah a lot of times in your job it feels like you're just moving paper from one side of the desk to the other side of the desk or moving money from one account to another account but you're not actually having any like benefit on society yeah exactly uh, which is which is it's hard to do for a long time at least you know for me it it is so right um, and literally that having that conversation this morning uh, basically this morning it, yeah it, you're right like you could do it for so long and then you you realize that you need to do something else something bigger something better um and so that was kind of why I decided to go after this in the first place. Um, and being an inpatient dietitian certainly was helping people, but I didn't feel it was what I could do best. It wasn't necessarily my calling. Um, and when I, um, you know, while I was doing the inpatient di dietitian thing two days a week, my original volunteer job, <laughs> um, I got a, uh, again, don't send resumes, go to more parties. I went to, <laughs> I went to their Christmas lunch. And while I was there, the person, you know, that I worked with said, Hey, this job is opening up over in community health. And I thought, well, community health, you know, that's not a dietitian job. Um, because at the time it wasn't, it was somebody, it was like, you know, she was public health. She wasn't diet, uh, nutrition. Um, but I talked to my current boss and she said, well, we can make it more of a nutrition kind of community outreach type of position if you are interested. Um, so the other advice I always give people is volunteer. Gotcha. Because you make the best contacts and networking and they learn what you can do. I mean, they were so impressed with, you know, me cleaning out a closet. <laughs> when I was volunteering there, you know, putting together binders. But I guess I did it well because, you know, they asked me, did I want to have, you know, apply for this full-time position? Um, and it's it's been great because it's really the kind of job that combines my business background with my nutrition knowledge. Gotcha. Because um, it's more out in the community. It's out, you know, it's it's like the face of the hospital out in the community. So after you know, this amount of time, do you ever regret making the change, the changes that you did in your career? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> you know, like you said, sometimes you, you think, well, can I do this forever? Can I all, can I just be doing the same thing all the time? Um, there are times when I think maybe I could have been more successful in business had I gone a different direction. What if I didn't go down the path that I went down before? Maybe I wouldn't have been frustrated. Maybe I wouldn't have gotten laid off. Maybe I would have been more successful. Maybe I would have made more money. Um, and yeah, sometimes I think like I was probably just getting started with my career when I decided to change and maybe that was a stupid thing to do. Um, maybe I shouldn't have given up on clinical nutrition so quickly. Maybe I should have done it and stick, you know, stuck with that. And I could have gotten more into the dietetics career instead of branching off and going into community. Um, 
I think everybody has regrets and, and second thoughts about what they do and should I have done something different. I can't say I didn't like any of it. I can't say I hated any of it. I can't really regret it because mm -hmm. it's gotten to me, you know, I think I've had a pretty good life, a pretty good career. I've had some fun. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you go to parties. I go to parties. I get jobs. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think, I think I definitely have, I, I question some things, some, some of my decisions. Maybe I could have made better choices along the way. So but, based, so, so based on all that, what would you, so, you know, we have people listening who are thinking about changing their careers and you've done it. Yeah. What would you, based on your experience, what would you say to them? What would you recommend to them uh, in terms of, um, how to proceed, how to uh, undertake a, uh, a career change? Well, I think, first of all, you really have to know what you're getting into. Um, for instance, when I decided to go back to school, I didn't have a real good handle on the fact that after I finished my degree, I was going to have to do this internship for a year that I paid for. Mm -hmm. um, when you know, when you hear the word internship, you don't really think about it as being any more than a, maybe a couple of months, and maybe you get paid, even if you don't get paid. You know, you don't really think of it as being this huge undertaking. And this really was. This was. You had to apply. It was really competitive. It was really expensive, and it was really long. <laughs> I think I, I I really should have known that going in. Um. I really think that if you are going to make any kind of change, you need to talk to people. You need to find out from people that are in that kind of job already, what are the options. Um, you need to know exactly what you need to learn and how you can do it. Um, maybe talk to several different people with different um, backgrounds, you know, and that got there a different way. Um, I'm not saying you shouldn't do it. I just think you need to have your eyes open. You need to really know what you're jumping into. Um, but not so much that it's analysis paralysis. You know, I don't want to say don't do it. Um, I don't want to say right. that you should take so long that you just end up, you know, giving up. But I really think you have to have open eyes. Excellent. Well, on on that note, I think that is a good uh, a good spot to 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 end. I want to thank you for joining me today. Thank you, Spencer. Same to you. I enjoyed it. Hey, I want to thank you guys for listening. Just wanted to point out a couple of ways that you can support the podcast. Number one, by subscribing uh, in your favorite podcast player, uh, be that iTunes or Google podcast that's a great way to make sure that you get the podcast every time it comes out the other thing too is um, we all know people who are stuck in a career that they don't like and one of the reasons if not the major reason why i'm doing this is because uh, by sharing stories of people who have gotten themselves unstuck it can help your friends um, your colleagues um, who are facing uh, you know similar similar challenges in their careers so by all means uh, shoot them a, a link to the website or to the a specific podcast episode, um, and maybe it will help them get unstuck. 
And I think that's it for the day. Um, if you need to um, drop me a line, you can go to nextexit.site uh, and uh, send me a note in the contact section. You guys have a great week.